You know what we need to do? Welcome to the Loftus Party. Here's what we need to do, you guys. We need a funk version of that song. Like a slapping bass. It's a it's a brand new Loftus Party here in the frozen tundra of Long Island. I'm joined by a a very uh, a, a kind of under the weather Liberty Gypsy. How you feeling, Gypsy? Very under the weather. And we got your cold. Is it front. a curse? Is it some kind of a curse? I don't know if it's a curse. Maybe I've been cursed by one of my fellow gypsies, but we got your cold front, and that's making it worse. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. enjoy that. They say it's gonna. there's going to be a blizzard here on Tuesday. A blizzard! Yay for you! You get to wear your funky hat. Yeah, yeah. one more week. One more week. One more week of this stuff. <laughs> I'm ready for spring. So, <laughs> you wish! Uh, you wish! <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you said that. That actually reminded me of a bit that I want to do tonight on stage. I'm thinking about heading out to uh, Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to do this bit about how uh, God tricks you into a false sense of security in the springtime. And you're like, oh, I guess we can just wear short sleeves now. We don't need jackets. And then God goes, ha ha, bang. Like one more blizzard? <laughs> right? <laughs> Made you look. It's really what it is. Okay. Uh, I need to write that down. So you're one of these people, along with my wife, you hate the spring forward. I, now, I don't know. Is this daylight savings or are we getting – or are we just getting done with daylight savings? I have no idea. I'm a full-grown man. I think we're getting done with daylight saving because the intention of that is to make it lighter earlier in the morning. So all the farm workers that we don't really have anymore – can get more work done. Um, yeah, it's an antiquated thing, and we just need to stop it. I guess it was started uh, to save energy, to see if they could save electricity, and it's a complete and total failure, but we just keep doing it because that's what we do. Like, like we all have agreed, yes, this is uh, a horrible way to go about things. Everyone thinks it's for a different reason, but I would uh, tell people, Google it. We tried to do it to save energy back in the day. And it doesn't work. Well, you and, actually use more energy. And we, and we don't have it in like feet in Arizona. Arizona doesn't play, and then part of Indiana doesn't, or something. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what else there is that I love? What? There's a couple. There's a couple of towns that aren't on the same time as anybody else. Like when everybody else says it's noon, they're like, "No, it's not. It's twelve thirty. What? <laughs> yeah. Where are these yeah, towns? I think there's one in America and there's one, there's one in like Australia or something. But these these entire towns just pretty much said, "F you, we are not going to go along with your programming." Yeah, exactly. Screw you. It's twelve thirty one. How about that? I I love the longer days. I love it. And to me, it's just it's one day of sacrifice. It's one day of sacrifice. No, am I no. am I bright eyed and bushy tailed right now? No. But will I be happier tomorrow? Yes, I will. Yes, I will. And the day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that, I'm loving it. And the day after that, and the day after but that. But you know the days get longer even if we don't do that, right? It Here's has to saying. do with the rotation let's, let's... around the planet and the change of seasons. Yeah. Yeah, but let's just leave the clocks here. Here's what I don't want to do. Here's what I don't want to do. Yeah, because, yeah, the Earth tilts and we go around the sun. Uh, it takes us 365 days, blah, 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 Mr. Science. I'm just saying we don't uh, have to play with the just... clock to make the days longer. It happens naturally. I'm saying <laughs> this winter 
let's not go back an hour. Let's just leave it here. Leave it here? I'm fine. We just need yeah. – j- I don't care which one it ends up on. We just need to stop it. <laughs> That's where I think most of America is. Just and and if, if I'm the president, I tell you what. You know how many people Donald Trump could make happy if he just came on TV today and said, That's it. We're done. Leave your clocks here. We're Here's never the great thing. Back. I don't even attempt to change the clock in my car ever. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I said it the one time. Uh, and now, as of today, the clock in my car is, is right again. Oh, good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Keeps you on top of your game. Is this? No, no, no. This is an hour off. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I used to be one of those guys where I would set my uh, watch and my clocks 10 minutes fast, you know, so I would get to every meeting on time. So I would like, I'd fool myself. Oh my gosh, it's not, it, it's 10 after one. I got to go. And then you start doing that math. Like it's not 10 after one. It's just one. Right. Right. So it completely defeats the process. Yeah. But now you have to do math. Yeah. Now like, what you have to do is have somebody that loves you just set my clocks ahead by a certain number of minutes just make sure it's you know in the range of like 7 to 15 and then you don't really know and don't tell and don't me tell you can't me. tell me i don't want to know how fast they are and then somebody else can trick you but you know you really can't trick yourself that's what i want to do with dental appointments i just want to be like going about my regular day and then all of a sudden someone does a blow dart on me and I, I pass out and then I wake up in the dental office and they're like, you're good to go. And I'm like, what? You crazies. I didn't. I, I hate the anxiety of the dentist. Really? I hate getting. Oh, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. They have these ads uh, in Long Island for this dentist that he is. He just he brags about it like I will knock your ass out. <laughs> You will have zero memory. You will have zero memory of this ever happening. And I'm like, that's my man right there. Like, he can pull down my pants and look at my wiener. I don't care. I just. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, as a lady, I don't feel exactly comfortable with that, but I love my dentist. My dentist is the best. People say that. What makes your dentist the best? Literally pain free dentistry. Really? Mm hmm. Yep, I've had I've had two dentists that advertise themselves as pain-free dentists and they're not lying. They use really okay. good pain management techniques and they give you more than enough stuff and you may come out of there with your bottom lip hanging below your belt line but you just don't care cuz nothing hurt. Nothing. Ugh, I can't stand it when they come at me with the needle full of Novocaine when they're like we're going to make this pain-free by jamming this needle into a nerve bundle. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And and you you cannot convince me that they don't have better techniques. They now. do because they, they numb it up before they do the needle, and I don't even feel the needle. Well, here's what it is: a dentist is like a uh, shitty auto mechanic, oh, God. right? They need you to come back. They need you to come back. Uh huh. Well, you should go and back. So, well, of course. You need your right? teeth cleaned every year, and good, healthy teeth help you live longer and healthier. I, I understand this, but you, but you you cannot convince me there's not some kind of space age polymer that they can just slather onto your teeth, and that will prevent you from having gum disease or or tooth decay for all time. 
They know it. Mm -hmm. The technology is there. They don't want to use it because they want you to come back so they can use their barbaric fucking second century drill. <laughs> it's a scam. It's a scam. It's a scam. It is. It's a total scam. When you put it like that, that's a worse scam than sushi. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. But dentistry has been around probably just as long as sushi. Okay. Let's go on to happier affairs because there's no there's no um, uh, there's no joy down the dental road. No, none. I hate it. Oh, my God. I hate it when they take that little metal pick and they just start poking at your teeth. They just start poking at it really hard. And then they're like, oh, oh, it's sticking here. It's sticking here. You've got a problem. Well, you're just jamming it with a freaking metal stick. <laughs> You just made a hole in my tooth, you lying douchebag. <laughs> I hate dentists. I hate it. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Oh, but you like the guy that'll just knock you out. Yeah. 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 And he's a creepy looking dude, too. I imagine. However, I imagine. That is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's like. That's like. <laughs> it's. 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 It's a fair trade. Like, I don't know what kind of freaky stuff he's gonna do to me while i'm out but that's how thankful i am <laughs> as long as he doesn't take pictures and document it i'm fine with that there you go and you know who i love as much as i hate the dentists i universally this is crazy i universally love the dental hygienist of course you do they, i don't know what it is but they're all like kind and friendly with just the just the right amount of like sexuality to them and and it's awesome you know when when you're in there and you're afraid and they're like well let's take a look here and they're putting that little bib and they're doing the uh the pseudo accidental boob rub on your head <laughs> that's that's nice yeah now dental hygienists are great there's definitely a type there is there is and they're wonderful people they are wonderful i people. think there's criteria so to get into those programs I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just think they're kind and generous souls, right? Right. I don't know what it is, but I love them. They just stare in people's mouths all day. I mean, ugh. Yeah, that's got to be nasty. Got to be. That's got to be nasty. Um, okay, so before we get to here's some of the topics we will. So just to keep you around, you're like this. This doesn't sound like political comedy. This sounds like a couple people bitching about dentistry. Uh, some of the things that we will uh, cover today. We're going to talk – we got to talk about uh, Trump Care, Obamacare, whatever you call it, uh, WikiLeaks. That's coming up. Uh, I got some more thoughts on the Women's March and CPAC, yada, yada, yada. None of that stuff is very sexy, right? Right. However, what is sexy – and it was funny last night because you and I were texting back and forth mm -hmm. uh, when the new Wonder Woman trailer came out. And I'm like, oh, new Wonder Woman trailer. So let's talk about that. That movie looks great. Such a fangirl. I am so excited for June. I can't even stand it. I just I love the the cinematography on it, the production value. I I just I love it, and it looks you know, like I, we're gonna get to like the comic book origin story that kept getting screwed up and messed around and yeah. Where did they screw it up? You, you were saying that before we started recording. Oh my god! Where did, because where did because even Linda even the Linda Carter Wonder Woman, which was a great show. Well, it was Linda Carter. Come on. Absolutely, but she—they had the same thing where she came to, you know, it was during World War. No, it wasn't World War Two, but uh, it was Steve Rogers. That's the guy. That's the guy. No, is it Steve Rogers? No, that's Captain America. No, that um, oh, 
if only there was a Seriously? series of computers that were hooked up to the internet we could we and could we could look. just google it google i will do that as you speak so how long have you been a wonder woman fan oh since i was i mean since that show i was a little kid i was wonder woman for like three halloweens in a row that great plastic you mask know, with the rubber suit you know steve trevor steve there trevor that is the number one selling girl's costume, woman's costume, is, is the Wonder Woman costume. Like for all time? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It dominates. It dominates. Little girls. And, and it's, it's not, you know, because you can do the cutesy one for the, for the younger right. girls. And then you got the crazy, sexy mm-hmm. one that's awesome. I think it is, it is, uh, it's, it's worth the time of our listeners to get into the backstory of, of the, uh, the, the guy who started Wonder Woman. Oh, good show. Who was a – oh, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, this guy, it's a fun-to-know fact that he was, like, into an open relationship and into uh, uh, bondage and discipline and stuff, B&D, which if you if you go back, that's, you know, the lasso of truth. Tie me up and I'll tell you the truth. And here's a uh, – <laughs> this, this is absolute truth. You can look this up because I find it fascinating. Now, Superman has kryptonite, and what Wonder Woman has, if you can get her to touch uh, the bracelets mm-hmm. together, she loses her powers, and she is helpless. And if you go back to the origins of Wonder Woman and the old, you know, from the 1940s, those comic books, a lot of times these guys, uh, these evil villains, they get Wonder Woman, uh, they get her arms over her head, the bracelets are touching, they, like, tickle her. It's really like this oh my god, thinly, thinly disguised, hypersexualized B and D community. So God bless Wonder. I hope that's part of the new one. <laughs> I don't see that. I don't see that in either trailer. Oh, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if like Steve Trevor like gets her bracelets together and ties her to the bed? Oh my lord. Oh, that's worth the price of admission right there. Well, do we do we watch? I wonder if it'll go through the whole like relationship between Wonder Woman and and Trevor. You know, because we were talking about he's gonna age and she isn't. Well, I think it, it'll be interesting to see, but it, it, it looks to be uh, almost beat for beat, like extremely similar to uh, Captain America in yeah. that respect. You've got a big hunk of origin story, and then uh, I want to fight, I want to fight, and here I come. I go into the fight, and I'm a great. Uh, warrior and I'm doing good stuff, but uh-oh, I don't age, but the person I love does. And that's just a, that's pathos right there. That is, that's sad. It's really sad. Really doesn't bother me. Uh, and why not? Why okay. not? You Let's... you fall in love. No, you fall in love. Mm-hmm. This is your soulmate. You don't age and they do. And you're yeah. watching them slowly die every day before your very eyes. You don't think that would bum you out? Oh, it would bum me out, but you act like there's only one of those people. There's not just one. I guess I'm romantic. (laughs) You think think that you have, like, multiple soulmates? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, over the course of living forever? Sure. But how many years of sadness do you have to endure? Well, I guess that all depends on how well you adjust. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think you would adjust very well. I think it would be it would be did you ever see uh The Hunger with uh David Bowie? No. Oh, it's this great 
uh, high, really stylized art film. Uh, and I forget if only there was some series of computers that were interconnected. Uh, <laughs> David Bowie is in love with this vampire. Uh, and she has made him a vampire. And they have this wonderful, fabulous life. And they're very rich. And they're very attractive. And blah, blah, blah. And then he starts dying. He starts aging super fast. Something's gone wrong. And then she's like, eh, it happens. She's like you. She's like, eh, it happens. And he gets a little upset. Uh, and it's a problem in their relationship. <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, you it's don't fantastic. say that to the person. That's what. That's that's one of the. That was her we first about. That was her first mistake. But we were talking before, like at some point, like you have something tragic happen in your life, and then, you know, about twelve months, you go through the normal human processes of grieving and this and that and the other thing, and then Wonder Woman's going to look in the mirror and go, "I am still the shit. Look at me." And then she's going to sign up for it again. She's going to mm-hmm. go to another. She's going to go to another little dance and pick up another guy and have her heart broken again and again and again. I see this that we're having this disagreement means that it's a fantastic story, right? <laughs> right. Because currently in, in the Wonder Woman universe, uh, in Justice League and in the comic books and all that stuff, she is uh, fighting with herself because she kind of has a thing for Batman. And she doesn't want to w- really admit it because she doesn't want to fall in love again. She doesn't want to get her heart broken again. Bruce Wayne is a mortal guy, and he knows she's fighting it, and it's kind of teasy-teasy. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, but ultimately, uh, uh, really super tragic. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that. Like, to keep – it would be incredibly lonely. I would go crazy. I know I would go crazy. If I had – if I was immortal, I, th- I think I have maybe 200 years in me before I just turn into a total whack job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. They say I don't we- think you'd last long. They say we could, well, I might not last through this week if I don't start feeling any better. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. They say the human body supposedly is at its upper limit at about 130. Yeah. Well, if we fix everything and we get to where we're supposed to be, that we could get to 130. Even that kind of scares me. This is the weirdest show ever because so far we haven't talked about politics at all, which is fine. Uh, I just want to make sure that our that our audience is happy, so I'm 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 promising politics down the road. I just watched this show about origami. Now you say to yourself, origami, how boring. Well, check this out. They have cracked the code, uh, the the Japanese art of paper folding, which is infinitely more interesting than sushi. They can. <laughs> They can do curved structures now. They can do some guy who teaches origami. He's the the history of it and how to do it and blah blah blah. He's this, this super learned Japanese uh, professor. He was able to do a paper teapot, right? That worked. Well, of course not. It's paper. <laughs> okay. I'm just asking. No, but think about the shape of a teapot. You've mm-hmm. got like a a globe structure. You've got right. a handle, and then you've got a spout. All of this out of one piece of paper. So this blew everybody's mind, I guess, in the world of origami. Got everybody super excited. So now there's a dude uh, at MIT who's working with this guy to do computer uh, simulations to do curved structures. Well, smash cut to some dude, I think, at like in the science department at MIT who's working on proteins. Proteins work in a very similar structure. 
there's all these folds. Uh, nature has all these folds. When a, when a leaf is just a bud, the leaf is in there. It's just all folded up like really right. cool origami. So what they've done now, they have a computer game with folding proteins. So if you have a cancer uh, cell in your body, you can invent a protein. It's got to fit like a lock and a key. It has to be a perfect fit. But you can make a protein that just stops that cancer cell from growing or doing anything. However, the computing power is ginormous. So they've made it like an open, uh, an open game. And I, I, I wasn't prepared to talk about this today or I'd have the website you can go, but I'm sure you can Google it uh, and find it and you can join in. But they, have, they are having success. They found a couple proteins that people have computer modeled using this origami program. Oh, my God. Then they're, then they're able to actually make the protein, put it in uh, with cancer cells, and it, and it kills the cancer. Does it fold them up? What does it do? Well, you have a, like each. I guess all these different cells have different shapes. So when you find the right uh, protein shape, it just just latches on, and then that cancer cell is not going to make any more cancer cells. So nice. you could actually have designer uh, folded proteins, and then that now we're talking about DNA, and like right. you just trick your body, like, hey, body, uh, we're not 130 years old. We're only you know 16 years old. So do me a favor, keep making muscle, keep making bone, uh, help me out here with making new eyeballs. It's really, I, I think we could be staring at immortality. Like it could be happening soon. I, I personally think the robot overlords are going to get us first. So well, they're coming. They're <laughs> I know coming. they're coming. And, <laughs> and I'm so glad I'm on record. Do you know who got hired this week? Who? Flippy. Flippy, Flippy. the robot. Flippy the robot, uh, I think he's from uh, Japan, but all he does is flip burgers, flip burgers and uh, pieces of chicken. He, he works the grill, and he's got a computer, and he's got a, a thermal sensor on him, and he knows when to flip them, and he knows when they're done, and he knows when to add the cheese. I really have a problem with the robots starting in the um, food supply. That's uh, yeah. kind of oh, terrifying. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the that's the that's the least of our worries. Yeah. But like Wendy's Wendy's has a uh, a thousand kiosks going up, so you don't uh -huh. have to talk to a human being. And then you'll have Flippy the robot uh, back there. I mm -hmm. think right now they only need a human being to to make sure you've paid. <laughs> well, really, if everything it goes electronic, that just happens right at the kiosk. Like it, like your food will be behind a screen and the screen door won't open up until you've paid. That could sure. very well uh, be the case. It would look a lot like the original Star Trek series where you just have like a, a wall and then a, a shitty little door slides up mm -hmm. and then there's your food. Something I don't happen. like it. You know, I don't like it. You know who you had to thank for this, though? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, people like the SEIU and the freaks that run around fight for 15 because... $15 yeah. makes sense for flipping a burger. No, kids, I, it doesn't. <laughs> they're they're just making it happen faster. Mm -hmm. Faster. They're making it happen faster. I yep. love human interaction. I totally love human interaction. I love it when I go into wa Waffle House mm -hmm. and everybody's like, hey, and they all wave and they smile. They're, I, I love it, love it, love it. I love 
when there's a, a person behind the, the counter taking my order and they ask you about your day and then there's the guys and the, and the girls back there uh, working the grill. I love it, love it, love it. And we don't get enough of it. I don't want it. that to go away. No, we don't. We really don't. Oh, and Waffle House. I've never been inside one, but the guy who founded them passed away. Oh, that's too sad. Waffle yeah. House gets a really bad rap. Go to Waffle House and get a waffle. They're really quite good. Oh, I believe you. I've just never been in a Waffle House. Like, if you live in the South, they're kind of like a joke. Oh. Uh, they're the butt of a lot of jokes, actually. My wife and I used to have – we. oh, what a life. What a life. When we were just dating. We were just mm-hmm. dating. Oh, my goodness. I would go do a show at the at the Funny Bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe she'd come out. If she came out, we'd make a whole evening of it. We would uh, – <laughs> I'd finish my show. Then we'd uh, hit the strip club nearby, watch a couple of dances, evaluate, like, who's really into it and who's not, right? That's what I right. love about strip clubs. Like, who's just who's just clocking in and, like, who's actually trying to do something artistic? And I tell you what, you guys, you, you got to listen to me. You got to trust me on this one. You will not have more fun at a, at a strip club uh, than, than you do when you bring in your girlfriend. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. So we would generously reward the artistic. Like, I want to see someone who's really doing something with the dance, like someone who's really connected, you know. So we would uh, watch a couple dances, tip some girl huge, tur- and and then we'd hit the Waffle House, have waffles, go home, and make sweet, sweet love. It was great. <laughs> it was the golden age. Like, we're entering the next golden age, uh, I think, in our relationship. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah. That's when yeah. the kids start to leave. Mm, I'm not ready for that to happen. I'm not ready. You for know, that to it happens whether you're ready or not. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't, I don't want it to happen. I want, here's what I want. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a show called uh, Bonanza or the yep. Ponderosa? And well, how you and how want you the had... compound. <laughs> yes. 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 I want. <laughs> I, and it's like, and, and it's it's out there. Like I I just read those uh, Lonesome Dove books. Mm-hmm. You can have it. You can have it all. You just need a ranch, and a bunch of cattle, and then all the kids stick around, and and they come in, and they're like, "Paul, we can't get that fence mended on the back forty. And I go, "Oh!" And I throw down my paper, and I get on my horse, and then we all go out there and fix it together. And then Hop Singh makes us some stew. That's what I want. <laughs> You just want to keep everybody on the ranch. No, it's actually it's actually kind of fun to watch, though, because all that hard work and stuff you do and, you know, all the and all the yay. And then you see it all come together and you have these productive human beings that unfortunately are still called millennials. But I think the ones that I have are going to be OK because they got the right work ethic. Well, yeah, and that's just that's like what social Darwinism right there. Mm-hmm. I, let the let the morons fall by the wayside. I saw this quote today, and I, I want I, I hope that the science of this is uh, true. Like um, millennials are really really into uh, socialism until Ugh. they get a job, right? Until they get a job, and then like fifty three percent of them swing over to the right. <laughs> well, and, 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 and I mean, the, all you had to do was watch that age group during this whole health care debate. 
they didn't buy it because they knew it was a bad deal. <laughs> they made what do you it mean? beautiful. The Bernie Sanders thing? No, no, no. The whole uh, in Obamacare, the whole theory behind it was the healthier younger people are going to pay for the sick older people. That's why it doesn't work because not enough healthy younger people signed up. So a bunch of now, millennials that, looked at this that... and said, "What do you, what is this? Why am I going to pay this much? I don't need this. The tax the tax penalties less. They made a beautiful free market decision despite identifying as socialists." It right, right, up. but isn't that why they had the mandate in there? I just don't think that they, they wanted to be uh, cruel about it. But isn't that seriously? I mean, just like if if we were space aliens mm-hmm. and we came down and we're really trying to figure out uh the healthcare problem, isn't it? Isn't the only solution to make everybody pay, whether they want to or not? No, I don't think so. Healthcare worked really, really, really well <laughs> until it got all this government regulation. Um, and well, like, and, what, and no, the middleman. I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I I don't think it did work all that well. Uh, and, and what about people who like? Oh my gosh! I just found out I got I have cancer. I've been buying this uh, insurance forever and ever and then they kicked me off the plan because i have cancer well they couldn't kick you off a plan for having cancer they could deny you enrolling into a plan that's different but well i i i I seem to remember a boatload of articles when when obama was pushing his health care plan about oh i found out i had this thing and they tell me i'm not covered generally isn't that om like in hurricane like hurricane sandy and in katrina uh, you have flood damage, but they go, oh, the flood uh, wasn't the problem. It was the wind, and you don't have high wind insurance, right? Yeah. It wasn't the, is, or that's like that's like the perception, I guess. The perception was uh, people didn't have access to doctors, so they're going to emergency rooms because they had the flu, and that's something I think we all saw firsthand. Like, well, we all did see it firsthand, but what happened? Do you remember, like in the in the late '80s and early '90s, when we all had these great insurance plans where everything was twenty dollars? Uh, well, I I had, <clears throat> excuse me, I had insurance through like the Screen Actors Guild, mm-hmm. and I never had like when I was working mm-hmm. uh, for this electrical engineering company, and I was a draftsman and a courier and blah blah, and starting out in stand up comedy, uh. Oh my gosh! If you wanted to buy in, if you wanted to buy in to my employer's health care, it was so expensive, and I, I just made the decision: I'm not doing it. I'm going to roll the dice. Right, and and I think that's what a lot of millennials also said about Obamacare, because in reality, the tax credit was less than the premium, and they still had money left over if they had to go to the doctor a couple times a year. Right. So, what's so, the solution? Well, the solution is, let's look at every other kind of insurance we have, right? Auto insurance, for example. They risk rate you by your age, your gender, and a whole bunch of other factors, including where you live, da-da-da-da-da. Right. So, but now this is, I know what you're saying here. I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So isn't this like state by state? Is the solution then for the president to go, you know what? You're on your own. I'm going to let the states figure this out because like in California, I know uh, my wife and I, we're, we're very responsible adults and we know uh, we've had our kids. We're not going to have any more kids. However, our health insurance has to cover maternity. Right. Why should You're your insurance about... have to cover maternity? Shouldn't exactly. there be a product that you can buy that doesn't? <laughs> right. So isn't that though about whatever state you're in? 
Um, like, so California no, should no, do that. So you got to change the law in California, and then we should be able to buy, you know, El Cheapo insurance from some little thing in Tennessee, right? Isn't that what is the well, proposal? Well, I mean, somewhat the proposal, but yes, right now what you're talking about in terms of coverages is federally mandated through Obamacare. So they have to take those um, regulations away and yes, push it back to the States. And I'm sorry to say in California, you may still be required to buy maternity care. Um, right. Until you're until 80 you can change until you can change those, that law. Well, I doubt it'll change in California. You guys would probably end up with single payer, but that's just my personal <laughs> opinion. Well, yeah, but see, yeah. here's the thing is, uh, Trump has been, uh, uh, painted into a corner here because, and it's just, it's, just like ancient Rome, once you start giving people stuff, mm -hmm. they just get dependent on it. Yep. They just get dependent on it. And then when you say, hey, we have to take another look at this, uh, and it's we, we were way out of our minds, uh, you are the supervillain of all supervillains. And that's, that's I, 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 don't see, I don't see how Trump's going to get out of this one. I don't see. Because he's like, well, you're going to keep your doctor. You're going to have a better plan. Uh, they're oh, not going to be able to, to kick you off again. He needs to stop saying all that. By making guarantees, that was Obama's biggest mistake. He needs to stop communicating and, and signaling those um, particular items because Lord only knows if they are pushing a lot back to the states, especially in the Medicaid programs, that may not be the case, depending now on is, what state you is live this, in. Is this just a, a crazy, wacko uh, conspiracy theory? But would would you put it past uh, the the Paul Ryan's and everybody to like go hey here's our plan and then everybody goes oh that's a horrible plan that's a horrible plan and then somebody else says hey here's here's our plan and oh that's a horrible plan that's a horrible plan that's a horrible plan and they just keep doing that until the entire system falls apart and then they go uh, we tried we tried really hard but I guess we're just gonna have to flip this over to the states. You know, I guess that's one theory, except I do think there are some legitimate ideological differences between what Paul Ryan has put out there and what folks like Rand Paul and, and the Freedom Caucus are talking about. One of the things that the current bill does, and I won't get too wonky here, is it creates a huge well, uh, redistribution system via tax credits. So you can pay no federal tax, but if you buy health insurance, you're going to get a boatload of money back. Well, I'll tell you what, I, 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 I don't cannot, like that. <laughs> I don't know how you make this fun. I don't know how you make yeah. this sexy. It just bores me to tears. Yeah. I just wish they could go, uh, you can buy a policy that you think is right for you and your family, and you can buy across state lines. That's literally, let's just do that. It's like I think one that paragraph. would be awesome. That's, that's, one paragraph. That's it. Get rid of Obamacare, make whatever plans you like, sell them nationwide. I think that's a great bill. Did you see that Nancy Pelosi tweet the oh other day? Oh, my God. That was hilarious. That is was the best. Just, is she just addled or what? Like, she's not even making any sense anymore. Well, she said something. She was caught on a hot mic the other day uh, telling some, some visitors. She was like, the only reason I'm still here is because we have this man in the White House. I mean, if Hillary was elected, I'd be back in California. So she's oh. only there to, to make Trump's life difficult. Uh, but she's I, like a parody of herself at this point. Like, I know. She's seriously addled. I know. I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel bad for her. I do. I feel bad for her. I don't. She's evil. Well, and and She's who's the evil. who's the other lady that claimed that like 
the the black lady, Maxine something. Maxine Waters. Right? She's like Trump's helping South Korea or something like oh when South God. Korea hacked our elections. Yeah, That's when hilarious. So, no, that and and then there's always the the <laughs> Sheila Jackson Lee is another one to watch when the stuff I don't is even going know on. who that is. She's from uh some blue district in Texas, I think it's around the Dallas area, might be Houston, I don't remember. But she's the one that talked about us being the first people to land on Mars and a whole bunch of other stuff that just never happened. Yay. Google, Google her. It's good, it, her. it's good. She's good comedy. Good comedy. Well, this this whole Donald Trump thing uh, takes us with, with, with health care, whatever. We'll, we'll see whatever. what happens. I uh, say boob jobs for everyone. You say what? Boob jobs for everyone. Make oh, healthcare yeah. work like boob jobs. Well, you know what? Here's here's the thing, and and that's mm-hmm. the article that you wrote for the Loftus Party. Yep, that was great. And how uh, the cost of boob jobs and nose jobs and Lasix has all gone down, down, down. And mm-hmm. then I was thinking about it. Right. But those are all elective surgeries. Like, how do you when you are when you are dying, and mm-hmm. you're like, I then you like. You have to have heart surgery. You have to. They got you by the short hairs. That's that's capitalism, right? They're like, this dude needs this surgery to live. I guarantee this guy will pay through the nose. Like to some extent, but roughly thirty-five percent of a hospital or doctor's practice is spent on complying with the government and insurance companies. Wouldn't everything get a lot cheaper if they didn't have to pay for that? Absolutely. See, absolutely, I love it. You got me. You got me on board there. All there right, you go. let's talk. Uh, let's talk WikiLeaks. Let's talk about that. Old Julian Assange is back in the news because Donald He's Trump says that creepy. Donald Trump says he was tapped by the Obama administration. Donald Trump says he was tapped. Yeah, and and I'm not saying no, and I'm not saying that maybe some of his folks weren't. Clearly, there were tapes of of Michael Flynn talking to the Russian ambassador, if I recall correctly. Um. But generally, that was done under the auspices of an FBI investigation. I mean, the I FBI has had, af- has had active investigations on that, so yeah. I, I – this is just me talking. This is all just my little humble opinion. Mm-hmm. If, if, you, if you think that the, the government only taps people uh, and they only go through the courts to do it, I think you're incredibly naive. Uh, yeah, maybe, but I mean, I think there's a lot bigger fish to fry than you and me. <laughs> we're talking about Donald Trump. Oh, I know, I we're know, talking and about I'm Dennis Kucinich, and we're talking about Cheryl mm-hmm. Atkinson, and we're talking about uh, other James members Rosen. of Congress. Yep. Talking about reporters like James Rosen. Why is it suddenly absurd when Donald Trump's like, ah, uh, he was tapping my phones? Like uh, to me, that's like, duh. Heck yeah, he oh, was. Oh, well, and the other thing I never understood is everything revolved around this server in Trump Tower that was supposedly talking to a bank in Russia, right? That's not a wiretap, right? So the government coming out, well, there was the server, and da-da, that's not a wiretap. Why did the New that York was, Times— that was, Hillary, that was Hillary Clinton saying that. She's like, right? computer experts now say that blah, blah, blah. Computer experts? Who are you talking to? Some kid at Nintendo? Well, yeah, but I mean that that whole deal came out during the election that there was this server there and whatever. That's still not wiretapping. Why did the New York Times report <laughs> that wiretapping had occurred? Do you know 
that they I, have I mean, gone it, back. They've gone back yeah, and they've changed that uh, headline. I know. I know. But, I mean, when you looked at what Mark Levin did with the whole timeline and the articles from the mainstream media crowing about how the Trump campaign was being investigated, and now they're all like, oh, no, that never happened. Okay, were you lying then or are you lying now? <laughs> exactly, I mean, exactly. These and two that's things like things can't both be true. When they trot out James Clapper. Mm. Oh, James Clapper said there's no chance it could happen. Well, his, yeah. it, didn't he like lie to Congress 2 years ago saying yeah. there's no yeah. chance that they're spying on people? Yeah. Like they were they were listening to everybody's conversations, looking yeah. at everybody's email, and then Snowden's like, "Hey, you guys, you know you're all being surveilled, right?" Oh, oh, that's <laughs> oh. right. I, I oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I forgot. Oh, and then Ben Rhodes, Ben Rhodes, another genius who went out and said, I totally manipulated the media over this Iran deal. He comes out with the denials. It's like they put the two least credible spokespeople for the Obama administration out there to say, this never happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It, it's hilarious. It's hilarious to watch. I, I, I so watch uh, Morning Joe in the morning and the other, day, the other morning, like Mika was in rare form. It's time... For the people to realize that this presidency is fake, and this is a fraud, and we need to stand up and, like, what the heck are you talking about? Hyperbole uh, much? <laughs> She's getting as bad as Joanne. You might have to quit the morning Joe, too. Oh, I tell you what. I had to, I had to step back from the AM Joy. Tried oh, it yeah. this morning. I tried watching my media matters, uh, my, my media buzz. With mm -hmm. uh, Howie Kurtz, and then mm -hmm. I tried flipping over to A.M. Joy, Joy Reid. Couldn't take it. Couldn't take either one of them. Either one of them. What was wrong they, with Howie this morning? He had the same, like, there's this girl. I think he's in love with her or something. This, <laughs> I, I, And I meant to write down her name, but I'm like, this girl is there every week. Like, what does she have that she is there every week? And then he had on uh, Megan McCain as like the the token uh, conservative, and and God bless Megan McCain, but like her countenance, her uh, she just and it's th through no fault of her own. I I, I like Megan McCain. I I can handle it in, in in small doses, but like man, when she gets on a when she gets on a tear, you're just like wow just so angry just like so angry like i look at and this was this goes back to cpac like who do i want to hang out with right like who if do you're you in, hang out with? for real for real i want no who, who do i, I want to hang out with you mm -hmm. i want to hang out with uh with with andrew uh apple from the show i want to hang out with uh that i think his name was jim garrity or something uh ryan gadersky I want to hang out with Ryan Gadersky. That dude's fun. Mm -hmm. Like, but like, it's a very short list. And I know there's other people out there. I tell you what, I want to hang out with Jenna Jameson. I want to hang oh, out yeah. with her a lot. She, she's going to be on the flip side. I reached nice. out to her. Yeah. She follows me. I follow her flip side Loftus on Twitter. Uh, and I reached out to her the other day. I'm like, I know you're super pregnant. Uh, after you have your baby and you feel like you, you'd want to do it. I'd love to have you on the show. Uh, and then, and then I'm going. I'm ticking through because, like, as I'm uh, direct messaging messaging her, uh, I'm like, I should tell her other people who have been on the show. Right. Uh, and I'm like, you know, other other guests have been Ann Coulter, 
Cheryl Ackeson, uh, Charlie Sheen. And then that's when I really, really, really fell in love with the flip side again. I'm like, that is so awesome. Cheryl Ackeson, Ann Coulter, Charlie Sheen, Jenna Jameson, that's a party. And it, it comes right back to the Loftus Party Barbecue. Like there's people who are just not going to be invited, right? Or if they are invited, they might be asked to leave early. But that's that's the whole thing. And like uh, I don't want to say we're starting a movement or any crap like that. But like I know there's cool people out there. I know it. And they just don't know that this show exists. They don't know that the Flipside television show exists. Oh, my God. This is so great. This is so great. This, like, little soapbox moment that has happened organically during this recording. <laughs> that crap by Andrew Claven. That crap. That piece of – that piece that he wrote uh, for, like, Life Zet. Now, I tell you, Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram is invited to the Loftus Party Barbecue. And she's got Life Zet. Andrew Claven writes this article like, why aren't we getting involved in pop culture? Why aren't we doing our own entertainment stuff? Why aren't we? And I, I literally wanted to reach through the internet and grab him uh, by the lapel and go, hey, fuck nut. You were on the show. I had you as a guest on my show in season one. Well, uh, to me, it's just, first of all, the entire idea that we're going to have a conservative Comedy Central, bad idea, bad idea. That is just talking to people who already agree with you. Well, and that no, was not the whole premise had, of the not argument. If you, not if you had, not if you had a, uh, here's the thing, and I, I in closure say this, I didn't even read the article. The, well, the, it was, the, the headline angered me so much. As a person who's trying to do this, as a person who's on season three of a nationally syndicated television show that's on a couple of channels and is in tens of millions of homes from right. coast to coast, and uh, as a dude who's gotten like zero help from the right, zero. And I love it when people like go after me on Twitter or they go after me on Facebook like, oh, I heard your show is funded by some uh, billionaire uh, Koch brother friggin' cattle-driving, oil-rigging, and I'm like, no, you loser douchebag. This is like just, I decided to do it. This is a force of will. There's no, I have zero help from the right. And boy, I, I hope somebody's uh, listening that, that has, like, it's not like I'm saying no. It's not like the offers are pouring in. It's not and you like go you to, can't help. Right? <laughs> right. Good Lord in heaven. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the the amount of fun, the amount of fun uh, that if I had like S Samantha B has like if you add up her writers and mm -hmm. her uh, segment producers and all that stuff, it's like thirty people. She has a staff of thirty people that help her out. She's awful. She's not even funny. Well, I I haven't. She's I, just, I haven't she's just mean. She's just mean. Her and Chelsea Handler, they're just mean. All they're doing, like all, like I, insult I comedy. What? Insult comedy doesn't make me giggle. If the best you got is to drop an f bomb and do a little, um, I don't know, homophobia and call people a Nazi, that's just not funny. It's not. Well. There's always a place for those jokes. <laughs> right, there's a place for them, but that's all it is. Oh yeah, that's uh, you know? yeah. I, I, 
I've never watched Samantha B. Uh, Chelsea Handler. I could I could do some serious talking out of school about Chelsea Handler. Let's not. But, <laughs> but let's not. Let's I'm going to save that for the book. I would invite everybody to do a little bit of research about how uh, Chelsea was uh, plucked from obscurity and then suddenly got her own show on E. That's just a fun little – just do a little research on that. And have, that really – on that series of that. interconnected computers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I thought it was funny. Uh, WikiLeaks is this whole thing, Vault 7, Vault 7, which I'm totally fascinated with, and I'm loving it, and I'm loving it. And WikiLeaks, uh, still 100% accurate. Still 100% accurate. You got to take the good with the bad. But, like, one of the things they're they're saying is, like, with Vault 7 uh, is that your Samsung television, you think you've turned it off, but it's still on. It just looks like it's off. The microphone is still recording. Dun, dun, dun. So I get this email today because I'm on the Best Buy mailing list. Best Buy is like, hey, we're having a big sale on Samsung TVs. Yeah, that's going to go well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's called the trashing of a brand that may not recover. <laughs> eh, they'll be fine because you evidently think? there's yeah because there was big there was big security gaps in the iPhone too right uh, and and evidently they're still there and I know that a, a few years ago the Chinese government got busted putting their uh, spyware just into every phone that was being manufactured oh, neat. in China. They're like, yeah, we we have access to the factories. Hey, put this little chip in everybody's phone. Yeah, don't it's a it's take a some scary pictures. World. Just don't take those pictures. Just don't. Oh my gosh, don't take the pictures. Which is a beautiful transition into the Marine Corps dirty picture scandal. Oh God. Now, at first blush, I'm I'm so into it. I love it, love it, love it. Then you find out that some of the dirty pictures. Uh, were taken without the the people's knowledge. And yeah, that's they were like peeping toms and stuff like that. Yeah, that's where it's yeah. bad. I was it's hoping. It's hugely bad. Oh, I, here's what I was hoping it was. I was hoping it was like, hey, I'm in the Marines and I'm a super hot chick. You want to see me naked? And it was like just dirty pictures that hot Marine chicks were passing around. No, that's what no. I want. No, what this was was a lot of revenge porn, honestly. Bummer. <laughs> and peeping toms. So we have a couple of real scumbags that set up this Facebook page that happen to be in the Marines, but not all Marines are like that. And that was more my like concern because this story got like so much coverage and so much press. Um, and it's really just a couple of bad apples. But I, I hope those I hope those women have some kind of recourse because that was just terrible. I always like it when Playboy would do the thing like, here's the hottest, you know, chicks in the Air Force. And like, they're, mm -hmm. they're, there they are in Playboy naked. And you're like, good for you. That's who I want. That's who I want. I want <laughs> gay dudes and super hot naked chicks in the Army. Like, that would be awesome. Do you know how that would totally just, uh, if you're in combat in like the Middle East and you're a member of ISIS and wow. like, you demand that women be covered. You demand. And then here comes some smoking hot chick with her boobs out and a thong, and, and she's lobbing grenades at you. Like, you're, you can't even think to shoot back. You're all lucka, lucka, lucka. Oh, my God, look at the jugs on her. Kaboom. God. 
That would be the best. And then you'd have gay guys to talk about how fabulous it is. Oh, boy. That would be great. That would be great. It would be so demoralizing for the enemy. I would love to have an army that's just exclusively uh, uh, gay guys and hot naked chicks. Who that eat a lot fantastic. of pork products. Well, <laughs> I don't even know if you'd need to be slinging bacon around. I used to be very pro uh, like slinging the bacon around mm -hmm. in the Middle East against ISIS. <laughs> you know what? I'm back on board again. I think that would be great too. That frying would be bacon awesome. And, frying bacon up at every meal. <laughs> oh my, no, no. You have one big, like in the middle of the night, like everyone in our camp, like cooks bacon. You get like 10,000 soldiers, right? Half of mm -hmm. them hot chicks, half of them gay guys. And then they have this huge, like bacon cook cook-off thing where they, they cook tons of it and like the smell of bacon just drifts across the battlefield <laughs> and, and fills Isis's hearts with terror knowing the next day they're going to be killed by homosexuals and naked women oh my god it would be the best it would be the best oh my god I see some I see some version of this coming out at governor's tonight oh oh absolutely <laughs> I, I tell you what, I don't want to fight fair. I don't mm -hmm. want to fight fair. I want to fight to win. And if that means psychological warfare with uh, naked Marines and uh, men and women, like just let's just go back to the days of ancient Sparta. Oh God! <laughs> and they wanted and, and to drag Amazon, us back. They wanted which, to drag us back into you know. Yeah, you want to go to the sixth so let's century? Go. Let's go to the sixth century. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I've got a warrior princess from the island of Lesbos who's cooking up some bacon. She's going to do some things to your dead body. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's great. great. Oh. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, Pam Anderson uh, hooking up with Julian Assange. I guarantee you right now that's not a sexual thing. Everybody uh, – and it's like – Pam, Pam Anderson went to meet Julian Assange, and I can guarantee you right now uh, that's because I, I think she's into uh, transparency and, of governments, and I, if, if anything is behind it, it's PETA. And I tell you what, Julian Assange, I guarantee uh, that dude has blue balls. Like, he's sitting in the Ecuadorian embassy, and they're like, ding dong, who's there? It's Pam Anderson. She wants to see you, Julian. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, let me comb my hair. Let me comb my hair. And then she comes in, and she wants to talk about, like, you know, do you have anything on PETA? Do you have anything on the ethical treatment of animals? And he's just, oh, trying, to hide, just trying to hide his boner and act like he cares about puppies and stuff. I met Pam Anderson on mm -hmm. two occasions, and she is magic. Yeah. She is, oh, my gosh. She's delightful. Uh, and both times that I met her, she was dressed very conservatively, almost to the point where like it was almost like a, like a 1950s sweater thing and like almost like no joke here. But like uh, the mom from Leave it to Beaver, uh, <laughs> I'll let the listeners make their own Leave it to Beaver jokes. But she's delightful. Yeah. She's like if Tinkerbell from uh, Peter Pan was a full grown woman. Uh, that would be Pam Anderson. She's she's delightful. I always like hearing your stories of meeting these people and they turn out to be really nice people. Yeah. I like your nice people stories. 
they're a lot of fun. You know who else it, I just met? Re- and I'll just drop this name. Uh, I saw Harry it. Connick Jr. I saw yeah. it on your timeline. Great yes, guy. I did. Great guy. Great guy. And, See, and his acting that. skills have gotten better and better. Yeah. And there's I, a guy that can be completely charming, then he can sit down at the piano, and he can sing a song and just sound magnificent, and then he can stand up and act. I mean, my goodness. Yep. That guy's Harry Connick Jr., an overlooked national uh, treasure. There you go. Great guy. And Pam Anderson, boy, oh, boy. Tinkerbell magic. Tinkerbell magic. Um, it's getting to that time of the show, Michael. I know. It, it happens so fast. Oh, and I just went, oh, well, no, this will this will be great because uh, we're, we're there. I'm looking over my uh, everything I wanted to cover. We covered everything. It is time for Michael Topia. My goodness. It flies by. Yes, it so does. In, in the real world, in, in the real world, there's horrible laws and there's, there's petty dictators and there's petty laws uh, and nothing makes sense. However, in Mycotopia, there's a different set of rules and everything is wonderful. So this week, we have another set of Mycotopia rules. Liberty Gypsy, what do you got? I got this. You only get paid once in Mycotopia. Okay, and that means if, if you are my doctor and I have to come back and see you three times because I'm still not feeling any better, if you are my car mechanic and my car is still not working after you've done two different things to it, you get paid once until the problem is solved. <laughs> you don't get to keep charging me. I had to learn that lesson the hard way. And I, I totally – yeah, when I was a kid and I would I had this really horrible car and I took it into the dealership and they go, okay – uh, we fixed it. That'll be 500 bucks. And then you drive away and the next day the car's doing the same thing. You take it back and they go, oh, well, you know what? It wasn't that what we thought it was. It's this other thing. There you go. The car's fixed. That'll be 300 bucks. Then you drive the car home the next day. It starts doing the same thing. Like on the third trip back is when I finally said, I'm not paying anymore. Right. You have, you have $800 of mine. It's now your job to fix the problem. I'm not going to pay you to fix shit that doesn't need fixed. Exactly. Yeah. Now with medicine, it's th- that's uh, that's a tough one because it could be. Well, I guess with a car too, it could be multiple things, multiple things. But like, how many trips do you have to pay pay for before you're now? It's like no, uh, now you just have to fix me, just to I'm prove just, that you I'm, can. I, I'm just talking for the same problem. Yeah. I had water, I had fluid in my inner ear for a week. You don't get to keep charging me to tell me something different to do to get the fluid out of my inner ear. It's the That's same the problem. Worst. That's the worst. I hate that feeling. I hate oh. that feeling. I hate that feeling. I hate it too. And I never okay. had it before. Oh, my I used to get swimmer's ear all the time as a kid. Yeah, and terrible. it is like Ear ear aches are horrible. Mm-hmm. And you try to you, you try to describe the pain like I would tell my mom. You know, it feels like someone is taking a uh, an ice pick or a screwdriver, and they're just slowly and steadily uh, pushing it into my brain. Uh, oh, don't exaggerate. Oh, you're exaggerating. You weren't exaggerating. It's exactly, <laughs> and that's exactly how it feels, like a I constant know. pressure that's like mm-hmm. trying to get into, it's horrible. Yep. So you've got my empathy, you got my sympathy, I have walked in your moccasins. And my doctor has... My money three times. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it's time to find a new doctor. Maybe that's the way it goes. Absolutely. Okay, here's my Michaeltopia. In Michaeltopia, if you have a release date for a popular product, 
you actually have the popular product on the shelves. I am very Uh excited about Nintendo Switch, okay? I love Legend of Zelda. I am prepared to buy an entire gaming system from Nintendo just so I can play this one game, Legend of Zelda. So they have this big release, this big release. You go into Best Buy, and they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't have it. We're sold out. And, and when do you expect to get more? We don't know. Like, how so, is that? How, like, you're Nintendo, and you know for a fact uh, that you've done studies and research. We're going to sell a boatload of these things. It's the most popular gaming system Nintendo's ever put out, and they don't have them on the shelves. I... That's just poor planning, and uh, do you still want to spend your money on it, or are you that mad? Nah, I'm still going to do it. I love, right. <laughs> I love Legend of Zelda. And, so and Nintendo doesn't lose for being bad, then? Well, they get complained about on, on uh, the, the biggest podcast in America. <laughs> That's what happens to them. There and I don't go. like to feel like – I don't like – I hate it when I feel like I'm being manipulated. If it was close to Christmas time – because there's that there's that old trick, right. like right right around October you go oh this is the toy that everybody's gonna want we've only got five of them in the shelves hoping that it creates some kind of demand so right. I don't think there's that going on because it's freaking March so I don't think like Nintendo's trying to manipulate me maybe they are but like good lord poor have, planning have, poor planning poor planning okay a very 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 uh, fun show I had a good time. We've got new episodes. Oh, I want to say this out loud. Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I don't have the phone number. They're uh, Comedy and Magic Club Hermosa Beach. You need to go to their website and look at their calendar. I'm going to be in Los Angeles in April. There are going to be a lot of flipside television show tapings. Normally, I do like one uh, taping a month. April's going to be weird. There's going to be multiple tapings. I want you to come down. If you're in the, the Los Angeles area, uh, anywhere, Santa Monica, you're in anywhere in the greater Los Angeles area, keep an eye on the Comedy and Magic Club, Hermosa Beach. Keep an eye on their calendar. I record it. There's a little club. I'm not in the main showroom. I'm at Live at the Lounge. That's where I, you know, we got the sets and the cameras, and it's an all-day uh, affair for me. For you, you're going to be there. Uh... We start taping at like 7.30, and we're usually done a little bit before uh, 10. You're going to have a great time. So Hermosa Beach, Comedy and Magic Club, look at their calendar. The d- dates will be added soon. Uh, I'll also have uh, dates up soon on theloftestparty.com. We're going to have some information about the television show there and some of my uh, stand-up dates. I'm going to be adding – New dates very soon. I'll be at um, Brad Garrett's Comedy Club in May in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, And then also I'll be doing some stuff in Long Island in uh, June and July. So there's lots of stuff uh, going on. Tapings of the TV show. Tell everybody about the TV show. That's the big big, uh, boulder that we're carrying. It's like people – Literally just don't know the show exists, and we're slowly but surely breaking through that. And thanks for supporting uh, the Loftus Party uh, podcast. And go to iTunes and, and leave a review and click some stars. It's all wonderful stuff. 
I have another week of production on uh, Kevin Can Wait. I cannot – I'm not allowed to talk about a big, big surprise right now. I can't wait until I can. You, you're you going to be shocked and amazed. Uh, I guess I already let the cat out of the bag with Harry Connick Jr. That one never occurred to me when I put that photograph on the internet. So uh, what's going on? What do you got going on this week, Liberty oh. Gypsy? Are you moving your camp? Are you trying to get away from this uh, inner ear gypsy curse that another roving band of socialist gypsies have put on you? Yeah, no. I told you, we, we, we're we not moving the camp anymore. We actually built a fence. Then you're no longer a gypsy, <laughs> and you're no longer a gypsy. you you got to have that roving lifestyle. There you go. Now, um, this week is uh, really just concentrating on getting well, I think. It's kind of boring for me. Okay, dokie. Get well. Do your uh, antibiotics. Do your steroids until you get the ro- roid rage. Yeah, and right. then maybe cut back. Um, have a great nothing to joke with. Have a great week, everybody. We will talk to you soon. This has been the Loftus Party. I'll see you next time. <laughs>